0: Welcome to the Black Girl Burnout Podcast, Kelly here. And today we're gonna talk about how to opt out of false narratives. We're gonna talk about what are the false stories and false narratives that are being created about you that you are participating in the creation of in your romantic partnerships, in your love life, in family, and we'll finally talk about it at work. As always, there'll be a healing practice at the end of this so let's dive in to talking about how to opt out of false narratives. I, as always, was having this conversation with a friend, and we were talking about the ways in which, as Black women, we are constantly in a narrative that we feel powerless against, that someone has created for us, and that more times than not is a lie. It is something that happens, I think, to everyone, but disproportionately to Black women. And particularly when we talk about some of the cultural myths and lies that continue to pervade in our community, a lot of it's based on false stories about who we are as people and false stories about where we belong in the world or or what our lives are meant to be like. And of course, part of the reason why I started this podcast was because I wanted to opt out of a false narrative for myself, which was the false narrative that my life was meant to be one of struggle. And so by opting out of that false narrative, I was able to get closer to opting into what I think is my true story, my true inheritance, which is joy. And that is the theme of the podcast. But I wanna dig a little bit deeper into this and talk about how there might be some false narratives happening in our lives. In different areas and what that can look like. So for today, we're going to talk about to start with how there can be false narratives in your love life. This shows up a lot oftentimes when you are in a relationship or partnership dynamic with someone that feels off or may start to come to an end. And a lot of times what happens is a relationship ends and Then there becomes the story about the relationship. We've all been there where at the end of the breakup, someone will say something like, well, the reason why we're breaking up is because of X. And you're thinking to yourself, no, the reason why we're no longer together romantically is because of Y, that the two don't match. And a lot of times in relationships, Black women have been stereotyped as being aggressive, hyper-independent. Uh, Not being supportive. And yet when you talk to women, or at least the women I talk to, all of them say that they're looking for partners, that they can be actually in partnership, that they can have a soft space to land and to connect with. Dating can be a fraught situation, particularly when there's a lot of false narratives around it, false narratives around who we are as Black women, but also false narratives about how we are in relationship. And I will say that when false narratives happen, when someone is trying to convince you that the reason why a relationship isn't working is because you are these things, that you are difficult or you aren't supportive, and you're sitting there saying, wait a minute, I've shown up to every work function you ask me to go to, or I am trying to blend our families as best we can. It's really important to know that false narratives are almost always born out of insecurity. I think about the false narratives I've created of other people in my life on the other side, where I've created a false narrative about a potential partner to make myself feel better about what I feel like I maybe am avoiding dealing with. And so, of course, oftentimes when we find ourselves in false narratives with people, the insecurity is what's driving a lot of that conversation. So keep that in mind. But it's important to understand how often do you think you're talking past your partner versus to your partner or with your partner or a potential partner? This is really important to start thinking about those things before we get into a serious relationship. Because oftentimes if we're not communicating or holding people accountable for properly understanding who we are, how we start is how we end. And so if we're not clear about rewriting a narrative about ourselves or making sure that we have opted into telling the truth about who we are on the front end, it saves us from having difficult conversations later in a relationship. Did you know Black Girl Burnout has a YouTube channel now? We created this channel to give you even more bonus content, things you will not find on the podcast, like Hey Girl Chats. This is where we build community through conversation with ordinary women like you and myself. It's informal, it's fun. We guarantee you're gonna love it. Also on the channel will be affirmations, dropped monthly, as well as guided meditations and all our guest interviews. So head over to YouTube and opt in by subscribing to our channel and catch all the new content. I don't know about you, but I have opted out of struggle when it comes to meal prepping and eating high quality food. With ButcherBox, you get incredible deals on premium cuts. Deals this good are hard to come by at the grocery store. I know for myself, I do not like having to plan out everything I eat and then also be concerned about the quality of what I'm eating. When it comes to ButcherBox, it means less trips to the grocery store for me. It means knowing immediately in my freezer what's available and feeling confident about what's in there. It's about the value that ButcherBox offers. I mean, where else can you get free protein for a whole year? With ButcherBox, you don't have to worry about what's for dinner. ButcherBox is offering our listeners their choice of a weeknight meal essential. Three pounds of chicken thighs, two pounds of ground beef, or one pound of premium steak tips for free in every order for a whole year. Plus, get $20 off your first order. Sign up today at butcherbox.com BGB and use code BGB to choose your free offer and get $20 off. Our lives are filled with compromise, but one area a Black woman should never compromise on is her health. If you're looking for a tool that can help you find and book doctors who'll make you feel comfortable, listen to you, and prioritize your health, check out ZocDoc. You can search by location, availability, and insurance. So literally there'll be no compromises because with ZocDoc, you've got more options than you know. ZocDoc is a free app and website where you can search and compare highly rated in-network doctors near you and instantly book appointments with them online. All of these doctors have verified reviews from actual real patients. You can filter specifically for the ones who take your insurance, are located near you, and treat basically any condition you're searching for. I've used ZocDoc myself to find members of my medical team, and it has been so easy to use and connect with the right providers for me. Go to ZocDoc.com BGB and download the ZocDoc app for free. Then find and book a top-rated doctor today. That's Z-O-C-D-O-C.com slash B-G-B. ZocDoc.com slash B-G-B. Insecurity is the enemy of joy. And being in partnership with someone who is insecure and creating a narrative about you that's just not true can be difficult and can keep you locked in the struggle. Let me give you an example of what I mean by that. For a long time, I had to work through my own issues that I internalized about the fact that being successful, being someone who wanted to have an impact on the world and make a difference somehow was a negative thing. That made me ambitious in a negative or ugly way, that it made me detached or uncaring, And I would often find myself in dynamics with men where they would avoid me, relegate me to friendship or tell other people that, you know, it would be great to to date Kelly, except for the fact that she seems to be ambitious. She is really going places. So therefore, I I don't see how there's space in the relationship for me. And this seems to be a common narrative with women trying to find partnership in general, that if you are accomplished and successful, that somehow you are disinterested in partnership, disinterested in emotional intimacy with another person. And for a long time, I allowed people to speak that narrative over me, to say things like, well, I just don't see how you'd have the time or to be intimidated or critical of my ambition, quote unquote, of my desire to make an impact and my desire to live my life on my terms. And it was really when I bought into this opting out of struggle that I challenged that false narrative with people, that I challenged it first within myself to say, actually, I'm a very caring person. And for the right partner, I would make all the time I could to be with them that oftentimes when people engage in false narratives, it's because they really don't, they cut cut. It's because they have a truth they don't wanna speak. And so it's easier to say, it's your problem, it's your fault, than it is to just accept that I'm not ready to have a relationship right now, that I'm looking for something casual versus serious, that I don't think we're compatible. Whatever that truth is, they are opting out of the truth to create a false narrative, to make themselves less accountable to showing up honestly in a relationship. And again, you want to think about that on the other side. Are there narratives we're creating about our love life? Are there narratives we're creating about potential partners? Are we making blanket statements about people? Are we constantly criticizing some a potential gender that could be a partner for us? Are we constantly having negative conversations about how we're never going to find a partner, that there's not great, insert category X, out here in the world, Are we speaking false narratives over our love life? Are we actually speaking those false narratives to avoid the truth that maybe we don't feel good enough about ourselves to be in partnership with a quality person? That maybe we're not confident enough in our boundaries to set them with a potential person. And so we'd rather blame them for violating the boundaries we never set. Make sure to opt out of false narratives when it comes to romantic partnership, because so many times that area of our life is filled with lies. It's filled with stories that we are telling ourselves and telling each other to avoid doing the work and to avoid really connecting. Another area where false narratives show up a lot is in family and in family dynamics, there are so many people who will tell you that they have fallen into a role in their family that isn't them, that maybe they are the caretaker in the sense that like they're the person you can call at 3 a.m. and never asks anything of them. They're the person if you need $50, you're going to reach it and give it to them, that that is who they are. And yet when you talk to that person one on one or maybe in yourself, you say, I actually don't want to be that way, that I am not necessarily the family doormat. And I hate that that's become the narrative that I have been a part of. We also participate in false narratives when we fail to see the truth again about our families and about the people in our lives. It's really important to understand that seeing the truth about our family members doesn't take away from how much we love them. So... If we have a family member who's constantly breaking our boundaries, constantly feeling leaving us cut, cut, constantly leaving us feeling like we're being used, acknowledging the truth of that doesn't negate the love that you have for them. Acknowledging that you need better boundaries with your family and opting out of the false narrative that you will just do whatever it takes for the family without any consideration for yourself doesn't lessen your love. In fact, it starts you on a path to actually having a relationship with your family that is built on honesty and built on healthy dynamics. We often get into a place where we project our narratives onto our family members. We say, oh, they can't handle this, so I do it for them. And, you know, that's just the way my dad is. He doesn't talk. Or that's just the way my mom is, is she doesn't express emotion that's always going to be difficult. Well, whose narrative are we telling? Is it theirs and their truth or is it ours? Or is it the fact that we believe that about our family members that it stops us from actually doing the things that may change the narrative and counter the narrative? Maybe if we approached our father, for example, in conversation and made it a regular attempt or habit, or even said, you know, what do you like to talk about or engage with them on things that they like as a way in to build a relationship for having conversations, you may find out that actually your dad was totally fine talking. He just doesn't know what to talk about with you or how to talk to you. And if we create a false narrative that our mothers are emotionally distant, is it because we also have learned from them and then mirror back our own emotional unavailability to them? And therefore the two of us spin around in orbit, not really being emotionally connected. What if we demonstrated some vulnerability Maybe we would discover that it's not that our mother doesn't like talking about emotions or doesn't have any. It's that they've never seen a path in to having that conversation with us. We want to make sure that we have opted out of false narratives that keep us stuck, keep us feeling trapped and keep us feeling like we're in struggle. That when we start speaking the truth over ourselves and over each other in a family dynamic, we make things healthier, not more painful. The last area about where we can opt out of false narratives is around work. So many of us are fighting against the stereotypes about angry Black women, aggressiveness, what's professional, what's not, hairstyles, nail color, how we show up in a room. There are so many narratives around us as Black women. And I know from my own personal experience, it didn't matter how pleasant I was. It didn't matter how cheerful I became or smiley or bubbly that inevitably, anytime I set a boundary, I would watch my supervisors create a narrative about me or I would exist the entire time in my job around a false narrative. I've had jobs where people still didn't get my title right. And I've been working there for years. And all of that was an attempt to create a false narrative about, all of that was an attempt to create a false narrative about me to keep me small and to keep me disengaged so that I couldn't properly set boundaries or address the the injustice or just the daily microaggressions I was facing. People's perceptions of me at work were always difficult because I always felt like I was weighed down by a narrative that wasn't me, that I was power hungry versus ambitious, that I was greedy for approval versus desiring to have an impact. I was so caught up in how people saw me in my early part of my career, that it really stopped me from doing really great work or even better work than I'd already been doing. What I learned is that opting out of false narratives at work requires rejecting them, one, but ignoring them. Whereas there are some dynamics when we talk about family and we talk about relationships where you have to meet it head on, I found for myself that opting out of false narratives was a combination of standing up for myself and rejecting it, but also ignoring the narratives other people placed upon me. That I became so laser focused in my work and doing the work itself that people could not help but see that the narratives they had created about me were lies. And what you discover is that some people are grateful for being brought into this understanding, cut, cut. Some people are grateful that you've shown them who you are. Other people will continue to buy into a false narrative because it's who they are. And for those people, it's easier to make decisions at that point. It's easier to say, I don't care about what you think about me. I'm going to continue to do the work. Or it makes it easier to say, I'm opting out of the false narrative I continue to have at this job. I'm going to find a new one. False narratives often show up around performance time or you have a boss that should be giving you proper compensation. And all of a sudden they're making up these new flaws and how you do things. Or in my case, what happened a lot was like, oh, you're a young leader. You just need some more time to grow. These false narratives are excuses from people, again, speaking the truth, which is that they're insecure about how good you are. And there is nothing more threatening to our dominant culture and society than a competent, excellent Black woman. And so we create these false narratives about aggression and power hungriness and not being collaborative to make others in power feel good about how insecure they are in themselves. And so if you are experiencing feeling trapped in a false narrative around work, Then my recommendation for you is to ask yourself, then ask yourself, how can I begin to set some boundaries around work that will allow me to opt out of this false narrative and opt into telling the truth about who I am? And it may be just disconnecting from work altogether, like at five o'clock, I'm done. It may be having conversations with folks about, you know, I've, we've had this meeting a couple times and I've noticed that you keep using this language to describe me. And I just want to push back on that and say, that's not who I am. It could be, depending on how bad it is, job hunting and looking for another job. Either way, don't allow false narratives at work to impact your mental health, to impact your feelings about who you are. And remember, no matter what the situation False narratives are almost always born out of insecurity. So quickly, what can be your healing practice for today? It can be simple. Look at the areas in your life, romantic, familial, and professional, and see if there's any false narratives that you feel are happening, either within yourself that you're telling yourself about those things, or that you feel are being spoken over you. Remember, we're capable of creating false narratives as we are of having them placed or spoke upon us. Pay attention to those areas and start to see where you can put some boundaries in your life to help you opt out of false narratives. So that's it for today's episode. Here are a few ways where you can support this podcast. First things first, if you haven't, subscribe and follow the podcast. We're streaming on all major platforms. That's Apple Podcasts, Spotify, iHeartRadio, just to name a few. Subscribe and get each new episode as it drops. Secondly, subscribe to the newsletter. We have a monthly newsletter that is chock full of goodness and updates, as well as first access to all the giveaways we do here at Black Girl Burnout. Are you following us on our socials? If not, what are you waiting for? You can find us on Instagram and TikTok at Black Girl Burnout and on Twitter at BLK Girl Burnout. Last but not least, make our day and leave a review. Your five stars truly give me and the team so much energy, and we appreciate you so much. Until we speak next, take care of yourself and take care of each other. Up in flames, I said all oh, that I had to say. Close the, door, close the door. What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? These ultra low net carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands, and are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at hero.co. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McKrispie Sandwich.